Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am so, so good. <laughs> no, I'm better. <laughs> no, I'm better. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, hi, it's been a, another month since we've done this. It's been a minute. Yep. 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 And I know, I feel, I feel I'm like, how do we banter at the start again? Do we, do, do <laughs> I just go straight into it? How's your Make life going? Learn how to banter again. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, we're just too good. We don't have anything to complain about. It's because we chatted before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, we chatted for a long time. We, we pretty much do the podcast before the podcast. Um, so That's our fault. Yeah, it is. We should just cold open as soon as I uh, let you in on the, the Zoom chat. Just get straight into it. <laughs> I'd never be ready. I'd be like, oh, uh. <laughs> oh, where's my intro? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so this episode, we uh, decided to do some more book recommendations because we really liked doing it uh, a few episodes ago. Um, and this time we decided to specialize and talk about books about writing Mm. So yes, I don't know. I feel it's like like the all rounder, best of both worlds. It's books. It's books on writing. We love writing. It's everything. It makes sense. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> good choice. Go us. Um, we are on brand. Yeah. So we're talking about three books. One that we have both read, and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this for you, but it's my favorite writing book. <laughs> it may be also yours. It's currently my favorite writing book. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk about that one, and then we've both picked uh, another one that we've read or are reading um, yep. to just talk about, and we thought that would be helpful potentially to other writers if they're listening, which I hope they are. Hi. Um, and, and give not you an idea listening. of some really cool books to read that might help you be better at writing or some aspect of the publishing world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so the first book we're going to talk about is the one that we both love, which is Drumroll called Drumroll Plays. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's called Save the Cat Writes a Novel. Um, I read this first. I got recommended this by, as I always tout, Amy Kaufman, my favorite Aussie author. Um, she was talking about it being her favorite book on writing. And I was like, well, I have to read it then. And I bought it Mm -hmm. and it is, it is amazing. It is like basically one of the only books I use now for plotting a novel. And I've read a lot of different books on plotting. And this one is just the best. And I loved it so much, I then told you that you needed to read it. Yeah, that's how I got it. You kept telling me about it relentlessly. And then I I think I got it. Somebody bought, uh, bought it for my birthday, I think. That's how I got it. 
couldn't even buy it yourself. <laughs> well, I could, but it was my birthday, and people wanted to know what to get me. So I was like, this is an option. Um, yeah, I I really like the book. I think it's really cool. It's really easy, straightforward, straight into it, no waffle. Yeah, I love the um, way it tells you how to do it in such a, like, engaging and just normal way. Like, I read a lot of books on writing that are very technical, and this just yeah. seems like it's just it's just so good. It's based off of another book um, called Save the Cat Writes. I think it's like Save the Cat. I think right? it's just Save the Cat. It's just I'm pretty sure the, the, the and it's but it's about screenwriting. screenwriting. And then yeah. it was, which was written by someone called Blake Snyder, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. it says this on the book. And then a person called Jessica Brody wrote this one. Save the Cat writes a novel to do with novel writing instead. So it has like similar concepts, but is more for plotting out a novel as opposed to a screenplay, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So I actually, I so I'd never like highlight anything in books, really. I've highlighted so much stuff in this book. Like I've written in this book and just like, I, I need yeah, to the, have all the information because I use it all the time when I'm plotting that I yeah, wanted to I be agree. able to easily pick out the things that I really needed to know off the bat. Yeah. So there's a lot of highlighting in my book. So I, I, where do we start talking about <laughs> this? I'm looking at the back. I'm like, what? what is the back telling me? Um, Basically, from this book, you get 10 universal story genres to try and help you work out what type of story you're doing. And then you get the the famous part is the beat sheet, right? Which is yep. a bunch of beats that um are things that you want to have happen in your novel, broad things, yep. so that your story is constructed well. Yeah. Um things that are happen in pretty much every book you're ever gonna read. The way the story starts goes through to the end Mm -hmm. is always the same with like obviously some differences and like the things that are happening are different but the main theme or cause behind them is usually the same and yeah it's quite interesting isn't it when you realize that there's no there's no original story they've all been done (laughs) and you feel good though it It makes you feel less like oh i need to come up with like the next best amazing unique thing it's like well it's not all unique and everyone kind of likes yeah it takes a lot of pressure off yeah yeah people know what they like they like this (laughs) set out of a plot (laughs) yeah yeah so when i start using it there's so before you get to the beat sheet there's a section in like chapter one where it just talks about your characters so i like to like go through it and so I write my characters' names and then it says, like, you simply give them a problem, a want, and a need. And I'll, like, go through all my characters and yeah. give them uh, those things, a problem, a want, and a need, because it really helps with, yeah. like, your character being driven by things or what they want in the story and that. And that's even got, like, a little cheat sheet of, like, what the um, the needs are, like, what your character need actually needs as opposed to what they think they need. Yeah, they've broken it down to like really simple things 
like forgiveness, love, acceptance, etc. Yeah. to help you get an understanding of your own characters better, which I really love. So that's kind of where I like to start because once I know what my characters like want or need in the story, it helps me mm. know what I need to put into the story Yeah, to make it work. Uh, for a pantser, they just do this on the fly <laughs> and then you go back afterwards and make sure you've got a problem, a want and a need, or that it's clear. That's what I would do. But usually you'll develop it partway through the story. <laughs> So it's still helpful, but it's really helpful to even even for our different styles, just to have it ready to write out what is the problem, what is the motivation, yeah. just so you can keep everything consistent throughout the story. Yeah. Game changer. Exactly. And then it goes through basically the three-act structure, which is how all stories are most, no, I won't say all, most stories are structured by where it's got a first act a second act and a third act and then that's Mm. broken down into different things as well and so it basically goes through and it'll say like you know act one the opening image and it'll describe like how much of the book it should take up what part of the book like percentage wise it'll be like oh this is in the first one percent of your book it should take up it will tell you whether it needs to be a single scene or if it needs to be like over multiple chapters depending on what part of the story it is and then it'll give you like examples from other books and a wide range of books too so cool yeah it'll give you examples from like romance books or YA books or like crime books and it'll tell you like like in this book when this thing happened that is what we are talking about here that is the kind of thing you're looking for when you're designing this part of your story which is just so cool. It's yeah. just really well thought out. Sort of built into it. Um, there's some things that must happen almost immediately. Mm. And then, for example, the setup can be in the first 1% to 10%. And you've got big sort of ranges for other things. Um, yep. My favourite one is fun and games, which <laughs> is like if you imagine a montage <laughs> – Fun and games is like the hardest part because that's like the filler. No, I love it. It's the filler bit between like when your hero starts their journey to like getting into like the midpoint of the story. Yeah. So like, yeah, when they're about, yeah, when they're learning stuff. That's my favorite. It's so cool. I love, I love the end where it's like it breaks up basically because I think writing the end of a book is where I struggle the most. Yeah. And I love how it's broken up into a whole lot of points of how this the the finale should be broken up into it's broken up into five points yeah five different like things that need to happen of your character like you know gathering their team before they they go out on their journey and then like executing the plan that they're going to get into and then something happens and the plan fails and then they've got to come up with a new plan kind of thing yeah which i like is really cool yeah. I just love this book so much. So much. Like everyone should use this book. It's great. It's very easy. It's very clear. Um, have you applied this beat sheet to your books now? Yes. I used it. The first time I used it was for um, Hearts of Frost and Flame. Yeah. Um, my first hearted book. And I've done it, used it for a couple and I've used it in like uh, a witch's mark as well. And I'm kind of been fiddling around with a couple of other 
plot ideas that I've had recently. So that's kind of like the first thing I do when I have a plot idea now is like write it at, plot it to save the cat to mm-hmm. get a better understanding of the story. And it might change once yeah. I've done the initial thing, but it kind of gives me an idea of like where I see this going and things like that. But I love it. I love it so much. So much, Sarah. <laughs> I know. I do too. I uh, have clearly uh, spilled some water on mine because it's a bit funny at the bottom. But I do remember that before one of our podcasts, spilling a bunch of water everywhere. Um, But, yeah, and you don't have to read it cover to cover as a novel. You can use it as a sort of jump into the pieces that you need to. So I find myself, even though I've read it, there's plenty of stuff that I'm like, oh, I need to go back and I want to – I want to go into incredible depth about the setup. Yeah. And they have, um, yeah, little sections that you can get into. It's really cool. It's just so, I just love how easy it is. I love how the writing is just really simple and relatable and it's just fun to read. Yeah, I think think it needs to be fun to read, not just like feel like I'm in school reading a textbook. To yeah. work out the the way plots are supposed to work. It's just so good. It's so good. It's really cool seeing the other books in there, though, as well, like books that you've read yes. and you can um, – it, it even tells you which pages the setup is and blah, blah, blah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really – It is – uh, It uses, like, um, Hunger Games in it, which is the one I think I found the most relatable, being a YA book, and just, like, it's so good, yeah, seeing a book that I know and then – seeing it being like so this point in the story this is this is what they used as the the setup and this part is the fun and games and like oh yeah I can see that I can see how and picture how that story happened yeah and how it worked I just closed the book but I was gonna say one of the interesting things that I learned from this is the part in the it's an act one where the theme is stated mm. but it's stated by another character to yeah. the main character I was like oh I didn't yeah so there are many things and then like the a characters and the b characters like the b characters are people that you would never really have interacted with unless you went on this adventure that you're going on basically yeah yeah so highly recommended yes Uh, highly highly five stars 10 out of 10 i don't know what other scales we've got (laughs) <laughs> to go off 10 on the Richter scale. Um, yeah, it's good. Everyone should read it. Everyone should buy it. Um, do you want to talk about I think about out of all point? of the books that I've read, it's mm. probably the simplest. Yes. The other book I'm So if talk you just want to start writing, <laughs> yeah. Oh, ooh. I haven't ooh. read this one, so <laughs> I'm excited. Tell me about your book, Laura. So the other book I'm going to talk about is called 2000 to 10,000, How to Write Faster, Write Better, and Write More of What You Love by Rachel Aaron. Rachel Aaron is a author as well. Um, she written a bunch of books, and she originally wrote this book as just like a blog post on her blog, and it blew up so much that she decided to turn it into a book that you could buy. Yeah. Um. And I read it originally on my Kindle. I only bought it recently in paperback because I love it so much. 
Um, but I'd I'd read it several times on my Kindle app before buying the paperback. Because again, I want to highlight it. I haven't actually got around to it yet, but I want to highlight in it. So basically this book was it's just it was a blog post story about different things that she incorporated into her normal routine to try and up her word count each day to try and help her to write more. Hmm. So it basically follows, it's kind of just, this is why it's easy to read. It's like a blog post story of her, like her just chatting, being like, oh, so I wanted to do this and I <laughs> I decided to like think about it logically. And she basically broke it up into like three different things that she needed to help. She calls it like the, tri- the triangle of her writing and each point of the triangle helped increase the way in which she wrote and there were just like simple things of like um just before you would sit down slot like already sitting down for like a couple of minutes before you started writing to work out what you wanted to do in that scene or in this writing session or whatever it is because often when you sit down to the computer and start to write you're like I don't know where to start I don't know what I'm doing and this was just like mm, it took like two minutes just to jot down a couple of dot points and be like, okay, in this scene, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and immediately gives you something to go on so you can start writing straight away instead of sitting there procrastinating and staring at a blank page being like, what do I do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which What else? Really cool. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Um, and now... I have to remember what the other ones were. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I don't remember anything about the book that I'm about to review either. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm... <laughs> Just that it's good. Just that it's good. Um, yeah. Oh, so the other one was time, which had to do with finding. She started having a spreadsheet of like what time of day she was writing and how much she was writing to find out when she was most productive. And so it worked mm-hmm. out that like, you know, in the morning I'm writing more than I am in the afternoon. So like, I'm going to do, try and push all of my writing into this block of time because that's when I'm going to be the most productive in my time for getting words yeah. down. So that's the second prong. Prong? Triangle? Point. She Was she a full-time writer or was she trying to fit it in between everything when she this did this was, I think before she was a full-time writer so she yeah. was fitting it into a, like you know before or after work yeah or, or whatnot and I will now try and remember what on earth the third one was because I can't remember <laughs> anyway the point is it's a really good book I found it really useful to think about the way that I do writing in a more technical way of just like, I, I like now when I go to start a scene, I, cause I've already plotted, I usually have like dot points in the side of my thing being like, okay, these are the things that are going to happen in this scene now. So I can look at it and be like, okay, I know what I'm going to do now. They're going to, you know, get on this stagecoach and mm. rob the people. So I can immediately just go like, okay, let's go and start writing that kind of thing. Time-wise, interesting for me, but uh, my life does not allow me to pick and choose. Yeah, I was going to say, when do you write? But then you've uh, you've got yes, I read this very book before I had kids. Time. So yeah, this book was like many many years ago. So I implemented the time thing a little bit more. I'm more productive, I think, 
in the mornings than I am any other time, but I don't do any of my oh. writing in the mornings now because I have children. I do my writings in the evening because that's when I have yeah. time. <laughs> One day oh. when I have more time to myself, I would swap it around and be more productive. See, I'm most productive between the hours of like 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., but it's not, you can't do that with a life. So yep. I've had to stop that. <laughs> I, so wow. <laughs> how would I put that in the spreadsheet? No. You'll just have to so change you your entire yourself. life. Is that, are you okay with that? <laughs> I guess you can look at your next best productivity level. Yes, I suppose. And go so. from that. I mean, you can still write semi-late and not go all the way to 5 a.m. <laughs> just saying. I can't. I wouldn't be able to stop have a timer but yeah, that, yeah. so her she went from writing 2,000 words a day to writing 10,000 words a day 10,000 a day yeah and by this point I think she was like full-time writing potentially yeah. but yeah but still no like, it's good yeah interesting really really interesting to read yeah. and hear about those kind of things so that's my book all right all right, should I tell you about the two books that I – I've got two books because it's going to be really quick. Yeah. And the first one that I haven't read in a long time, sorry, but um, I've been busy, uh, but it's this book by John Truby called The Anatomy of Story, and it's 22 Steps to Becoming a Master Storyteller. It is actually a screenwriting book, but I feel like the level of depth that it goes into um, and that screenwriting books usually go into, hmm. I think it can be really handy. And there's lots of um, there's lots of information you can use from it for novel writing. Um, yeah, so this is a book on story structure. Most of the examples are films, but it's kind of nice to have films as examples mm. as well because, um, I mean, they're just, we're all telling stories in the same way. They might have yeah. some different constraints and that you can't really, you can't always get into the thoughts of the person unless I suppose you have someone speaking over it. But yeah. um, obviously because they have to put a lot of money into films, they put a lot into the story to make sure it's on point before it even gets there. Um, but, yes, this book is about story structure. Um, so you get uh, a bunch of different structures. Um, it also covers characters, um, the moral argument, story world, um, plot, etc., scene construction, dialogue, all sorts of things that you would expect to be in a book like this. Mm. I really, really liked this when I read it. It's one of those ones which is a bit of a manual, which you can, so you can go back and um, peek into different areas when you feel like it. You don't have to read the whole thing. And I just like the way they describe it in slightly different ways. So, like, everybody can't see this, but they when they're talking about... Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah, I you see. Can it. Just see it. Yeah. Um. So they're talking about like stories that branch, and then stories that like explode outwards, 
and spiraling stories and things like these. They've got little graphics. You guys can't see this, but it's just a different way to think about um, it's the a nice order and the style of your story. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find that these are a lot more visual. So if you are a visual person, these can be quite helpful. Mm. Um, and that's basically what all I'm going to say about that. Um, it's really good. It's really, really good. Sounds interesting. I, I found Second to save the cat. I found the third part of my triangle from my from my book, and it was enthusiasm. So it was basically like, um, she found she wrote more when it was something she was excited about writing, and often she found the bits she wasn't excited about writing were not actually needed in the story in the because book. she didn't want yeah. to write them. Which so she's got. So has she got like a triangle yeah. that's enthusiasm, so it's time, and like plotting out before you start writing, and those things, oh, okay. those three things together, increased the how much she wrote over time. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, cool as. Thought I just add that. I- in. <laughs> And the book that I am reading now that I kind of hoped to finish beforehand, but I didn't, um, is called Story Trump's Structure. It's by Stephen James. Now, I got this one because it's kind of like the Pantsers Manual, which I thought was really interesting because not a lot of books cover how to do that. Um, Everything's really like outline-y. Yeah. And Plotty. And so that's why I was interested in this one. It seems like a contradiction to have a book on how to pants. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know because I haven't finished it. But <laughs> it's good so far. Um, but listen to this. You're, this is going to, I'm sure this will raise your hackles. Um, <laughs> ditch your outline and learn to write organically. Um. Yeah. Everything else is the same. But yeah, so basically from from what I've read so far, it's just making sure that this that you don't focus so much on the structure that you forget about the organic story underneath it. Mm. Um and I I just want to tell you that this is how far I am into it. <laughs> introduction <laughs> so that's why i can't really explain it um a lot but it's, i'll it sounds i'll let you know in the next like, it sounds like the opposite of saving doesn't it but doesn't it sound like it sounds interesting it sounds like your kind of book. To i think i would yeah. hate it <laughs> oh absolutely that's why i wanted to bring it up just so i could oh, see your okay. face being like "Ooh, get it away from me <laughs> Um, but you I do think to make me feel uncomfortable. Thank you. <laughs> yes, this is yes, what friendship is. <laughs> but I do think it's good to, if you're reading books on writing, to read as many as you can. Yeah. Um, because there's no one right way to do it. No. And, and even you... though I am a pantser, I still like these other books that go heavily into structure. So yeah, like we've said before that the whole pantsing and plotting is a spectrum of it's not you're one or the other you are somewhere on the spectrum of plotter or pantser and I think it's important yeah. to read all those books because you might not know what your style is or you have a style that you think works but because you don't know it about other ones and then you read about another style and you try it and you work, find out that works 
like I'm plotting a book. Oh, well, not plotting. I'm writing A Witch's Mark in a different way than I've written other books before just to like try out something new to see if it works better than the way I'm currently doing it because mm. you've got to always mix it up and try oh, are you Are you pantsing a book? You I'm know not pantsing. It's, it's plotted. The way in which I'm writing the first draft is it's I've caught so I got this from Amy Kaufman where she called it a zero draft and I think I spoke about this mm. on one of our other episodes oh yeah yeah where it's just like instead of writing out the first draft as if it were a book it's more writing it out like very short like this is what's going to happen and then kind of writing the dialogue without any mm. prose mm-hmm. and just or writing like the kind of thoughts or emotions this person is going to have in this moment so you've kind of got the skeleton of an entire draft by the time you're done that just needs to kind of be fleshed out with all of the proper descriptions because I find yeah. I write really well with dialogue so I can easily just like write out a conversation whereas prose is where I, I find things a bit harder so I thought I might leave it out until I do the yeah. next draft and see how that works. I'm really interested to see how this goes. Mm. Because when I get tired as well, it's just all dialogue and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and then you have, have to, to like... go back and add. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing. Like, sometimes I get confused facing. about who's actually talking because I didn't also add a, like a who was talking tag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to take out more writing tags from my writing, dialogue tags from my writing. Because I think I used to put one in for everything because I was like, everyone must know exactly who is talking <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so yeah I'm, I'm doing that i'm enjoying that but yeah oh, so those cool. are the books that we spoke about of course our absolute favorite one was save the cat writes a novel by Ooh. jessica brody and i talked about 2000 to 10,000 words how to write faster write better and write more of what you love by rachel aaron and Sarah, you spoke about. I read it. <laughs> I spoke about the Anatomy of Story by John Truby, which was the uh, screenwriting structure. And Stephen James' Story Trump's Structure, my new hero. I haven't finished the book, but it might be good. <laughs> but that's for all the pantsers or anybody that wants to know what it's like to pants. Excellent. We're planning on reading some more. There's some that I've like I have read in the past, but I need to like re-refresh myself. I have like a whole list of ones that I want to talk about. So we'll hopefully do another book recommendation on writing books in the future. We hope Yeah, and then I can tell you about that one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We hope that you enjoyed this. We want to thank you for listening to another episode of Bound Together. If you like our podcast, we would love it if you would leave us a review. It really helps to get the podcast seen by more people. You can find mine and Sarah's books on most online retailers. If you look for Laura Catherine or Sarah Gray, you can find us on Instagram. I am at Laura Catherine Author and Sarah is at Sarah Gray Writes Stuff. Um. Next time on this podcast, we will be talking about tropes, which I am very excited about because I love tropes. Like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I have a list. I have a list, Sarah, and it's, it's good. <laughs> so Can't thank wait. you for listening to us, and we will see you next time on Bound Together. Bye. Bye.